Non-stop talk radio, streaming 24 hours a day. TalkZone.com TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Well, Keith is just jumping out of his seat over here with all excitement. He's he's our uh, local newsman. He he scours the web because it's kind of interesting. In Keith's soul, he was designed from the get-go as a soul out of God to be what you call an earth expert. And the reason that he was, you know, that they did that is because they knew there would be a time. The souls that oversee earth knew there would be a time when um, Earth was going to be in a crunch zone. The Lord knows we're in it, you know, heading into it now. We're already seeing it popping up all over the place. And uh, they wanted a soul down here who could help uh, guide humanity. And it's, you know, I'm, there's many of them, I'm sure. I'm sure. But nevertheless, Keith is certainly one of them, and... You know, he's got so many years of experience in terms of how people work and how people work in the light. And he wants to bring that in to current events and help people get an idea about what's going on in the world and how we in our everyday lives, how you in your everyday lives can um, interact with it and go forward in a positive direction. Here's some ideas that uh, we were thinking about last week. Some people will be granted great success, wealth, happiness, and or health within their lifetime. Others won't. All that is asked of each of us is to do our best at life. Let our efforts be noble no matter how successful we seem to be. You know, there's a real problem when you, there's many, many people out there doing things in versions of, um, the secret or law of attraction or this whole idea that people can have whatever they want. And what was the first? Some people will be granted great success, wealth, happiness, and health. And it's already known before you're born that that's going to happen to you or not. And others won't. And others definitely won't. You know, the reason for that is it's written in lessons in karma and pre-birth contracts. Right. And so when people are out there saying, you know, the the universe is abundant so you can have anything you want, it isn't really true. The universe is abundant. That's absolutely true. However... You know, we come down to this place, this earth, so that we can learn lessons. Remember Johnny Lerma, Dr. Johnny mm-hmm. Lerma, the other night we had him on, and he was even commenting that, you know, earth is just a place where you don't always get what you want. That's the purpose of earth, because that helps f- facilitate lessons that you might not otherwise get. You know, 
if it's all about love, you wouldn't have to come to Earth because, you know, it's easier on other planes. You know, you come to Earth to learn some basic lessons, and part of that is learning love, but it's learning, let's say you're given all the power, or you're given all the strength, and you abuse it. So it's learning how to have all the power and all the strength, but not abuse it. So you'll have lifetimes where you you don't have the power to feel like how it is to be crunched on by somebody else. So all about love, you know, that's a... It's a, it's a generalization that takes away a great deal of the meat that's going on here. And this is a school. Love is one of the bases of it. You know, it's kind of interesting. I was told when I was like in my early 20s, oh, my God, someday you're going to be a millionaire. And, you know, I was told that a lot. And, <laughs> well... Just to let you know, I haven't reached it yet. <laughs> but we're finally on track for heading in that direction. Sure. However, it took 30 years. Since you heard that. And what was that 30 years? Karmic lessons. It was what we had, both of us had similar stories. It's what we had to work through in order to get to that place. Others are wealthy before they're 25. Say there's a big, rugged mountain in front of you and you have to crawl the whole way through all kinds of weather, all kinds of loose shale and cliffs and whatnot. That's about what it's like. Sometimes, you know. Sometimes. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you'd like to call in for a psychic reading with a question, give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. So let me say this again. Some people will be granted great success, wealth, happiness, and or health within their lifetime. Others won't. All that is asked of each of us, no matter what's going on, is to do our best at life. Let our efforts be noble, no matter how successful we appear to be. You know, on the flip side, you know, we were talking about rigorous, difficult, challenging karma. We know a gal on the planet right now who had the opposite, graceful karma. And hers came from a lifetime back during World War II. And she was part of the uh, underground that helped get um, the pilots. pilots that had been shot down out of enemy territory through the underground back up to England where they could go to work again because they were such so hard to come by and so expensive to train. They were really valuable, needed for the war. So there was this whole underground group of people that helped get these pilots back to safe ground. It was terribly dangerous, dangerous work. You, you these risked your life right and left. Totally risked their life. Well, this particular person, I don't know if she was male or female in that lifetime, but she was part of that underground system, and she got caught. And tortured. They tortured her for two days. Now, listen, she wasn't a bad person at all. She was risking her life already. On top of that, she got tortured horribly for two days. And on top of that, she never gave up any of the critical information that they wanted her to give up that would have turned in some of these critical pilots to the war, to the war effort. 
So when she died, she had this whole big uh, bank account of positive karma that was available to her into the future. Well, Jesus Sananda overlooked her particular situation and agreed that she could bring that karma into this life. Well, hmm. we we knew her for a while, a number of years ago, and I'll tell you, life doors open for her. Yep. Doors open for her everywhere. And it was just like this graceful life. Now you would think, well, how spoiled, how, you know, you know, how come it's so easy for her? But then if you would just take yourself back to two days of torture where she never broke down, she was honorable to her cause, then you might get a different perspective and you might go, geez, I wonder what I would have done in that. So, you know, karma works both ways, and there's examples of both. Here's another one that we came up with uh, this last week. Help prevent the dim chance of your bright hope. And i got to tell you, many of our writings are daily insights that we uh, can send to you for free for the first two months, and then there's a small charge. Like what's happened in the last two days, twice it's happened... I'm working on one in my dreams, working on it at night. Come the next day and I'm thinking about it. And I go over and get an old pile of, of daily insights that we haven't p- published yet. And I find just the one piece of paper that has the other half of what I have half written. And it has it written. I wasn't even thinking about that, but I know I didn't have the whole piece. And I've done that twice in the last two days. Magic. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you have a psychic question you'd like to ask, give us a call. 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And if you'd like to check out the daily insights, you can do so at Mastering ourselves.com and by the way thanks for joining us tonight help prevent the dim chance of your bright hope let not your weaknesses overcome your strengths nor your lustfulness overcome your wholesomeness nor your fears or ignorance overcome your good judgment and common sense nor your indulgences overcome your health nor your leisure overcome your higher destiny and greater contribution. May we, almost daily, exercise a little bit more than what's comfortable. Push away from the table a little before we're full. Control our tongue before wrong words are slung. Open up our minds uh, not to... Let's see. Open our minds and not say closed... Stay closed in dumb. I need to do that last one over again. Okay. It is so pretty. (laughs) May we almost daily exercise a little more than what's comfortable. Push away from the table a little more than what's full, than we're full. Control our tongue before wrong words are slung. Open our minds and not stay closed in dumb. Very nice. You done? Well, we're going to go to the Ayatollah Khomeini. Oh, God. This is so this depressing. Is, this is what he said one month ago. Yeah. Can you believe it? Okay, here, here, here it is. 
Inside of what I'm about to say are some extraordinary breakthrough formulas that have been known for eons, but not too common knowledge on Earth these days at all. So this is going to be interesting when we get to the description of sex and what's going on with the Islams and uh, the rest of the world. So... Actually, it's going on with everyone back and forth, but some are more stuck and some aren't. January 14th, 2008, Ayatollah Khomeini gave a speech. I'm going to dance in and out of this speech, by the way, and and add my little pieces. Men are allowed four permanent wives. But he says, he puts his foot down and he says, absolutely no prostitutes. There will be no prostitution whatsoever. We will not tolerate this. However, here's the loophole. No problem. No problem for my fellow animals out there. That's my, I put that. (laughs) Any amount of temporary wives you want, you can have. So no prostitutes, but you can marry a wife one night, divorce her the next morning. No problem. And we want to let everyone know the West are just completely terrible criminals' behavior with with women. Because they don't marry them? Is that it? Well, what they say is they have exploited Western women to sell products for lust. Uh, Hollywood's done it. Fashion's done it. Makeup-driven. He just says we've exploited him, but I've put those headings under Hollywood, fashion, makeup, lust, and a lot of that's true, you know, but it's nothing compared to what's going on in the Islam nations. The truth is, is we're two different extremes. Our country is way too loose, and not not everybody, but no. there's... Parts that are, and certainly TV and movies are portraying Mm -hmm. the loose. So we'll say we're about a half too loose. Okay, and then they're way, way too rigid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's got to be a meeting of the minds You'll be surprised what, what we're about to say here. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. We appreciate you joining us tonight. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you'd like to call in for a psychic reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, six days a week at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. And check out our website, MasteringOurselves.com. Check out the daily insights. There's a spiritual quiz there, too. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. If you'd like to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Give us a call if you have a question about something going on in your life that you would like some spirit-guided, inspired assistance. A month and one day ago, the Ayatollah Khomeini said a number of things in a speech. He says it's a curse to be a Western woman because you don't get to be covered by the Hijab, which is like a tent with a screen in it, if it's a special model. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, I, I'm wondering, you know, if they've talked to any of the women there, because, you know, the, the women, I'm sure, aren't happy. I've heard women who've escaped from there, and I'm yeah. saying escape, and they say, you it's know, never pretty. it's not very good at all. They say the women there, the, the authorities in Iran and different Arab and Muslim countries, they say it's a blessing for the women there to wear that. Uh, 
Now, here's the reason why it's a blessing. Um, he says that women are covered uh, because men have an inborn desire for sexual violence. And, you know, we've been saying, I've never heard anyone else say this, but we've been saying this for years. The reason why the women are covered is because of the out-of-control lust inherent in all those people. The truth is, it doesn't need to be out of control lust if there's balance going on in the system, but they don't have balance. No, so what they've done, the a male dominant, they have snuffed out the female side of it. And here's the equation. This is a, an advanced equation, and it is an extraordinary equation. You can apply it anywhere where these issues are at. The physical animal, the lust, and the male ego... When it's out of control, and then they treat women like this. Women don't have rights, uh, and I'm going to get further into that. So the reason why this happens is there's not enough light, love, heart, and soul happening. So we do have the physical animal, the physical robust animal. We do have lust, and we do have ego. But either that's in control, or... More love and light, heart and soul, tame it and make it civilized. Well, these people, they had so much lust, they didn't know how to tame it, so they forced half the population under tense, submissive, lesser rights. We're not talking democracy, we're not talking equal rights, we're talking lesser rights. A man's rights always is higher and stronger and more acknowledged than a woman's rights. In court, a man against a woman, it's already the man wins. So that's how it is. Uh, we have physical, animal, and lust uh, and ego, and either the love, light, and heart and soul control it, or they don't. In, in Islam countries, uh, a, lot, a lot is going on where it, it's not that way. So, let's see. They say, he says, once again, uh, we have exploited Western women to sell products. That's really true. And completely cover women. Uh, he says they do that to respect them. But I'm asking, do they have a choice? There's, it, they really don't have respect. They're different. They're not free. And they're forced and owned. It's really an off-balance thing. The men have... Like in a court, it takes two women to equal one man's right, if if that even equals it. So you have two women testifying against one man. doesn't go anywhere. Uh, man's rights is at least twice as much as a woman's. Now, it's always useful to keep in mind that according to the Islam rules and intention, is that they believe that they are supposed to make everybody run by their rules. It is their intent to take over the world and have everybody a Muslim. And if you aren't willing to become a Muslim, you know, they kill you. And it's, you know, people say, oh, well, that isn't going to happen. Or, you know, it isn't that bad. And there's a lot of really good Muslim people. And, you know, they don't want to do that. And all that's true. There are a lot of very good Muslim people, but the problem is there's way too many radical Muslim people, and they're well on their way to doing this, and we don't even realize it. They've gotten way more inroads than we know, and it is fully their intent to take it over, and if we don't stand up and pay attention, 
we're already going to be in trouble. That's right. So if a woman's caught without her tent hijab in a lot of these areas, they are whipped and fined. Yeah, and they're starting to behead women, too. And where else in the world can get a woman who's gang raped and then she's punished more than the people who rape her? You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you'd like to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. After the break, we're also going to start talking about what is the value of reflection and what are the benefits that you can get in your life. Stay with us. Hey, welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber. Thanks for staying with us. If you want to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. So I'm just going to file through a few of these points for a minute or two, and then we'll get on to the next subject. If a woman is caught, this is the Muslim world, if a woman is caught with her tent hijab missing, she's not wearing it, she gets whipped or fined. Where else does a woman get gang raped, tremendously violated and traumatized, and the woman's punished more than the men in courts? Where else do you find that? Where else do you find that it's a crime to have a holy Bible? Because that's how it is in Saudi Arabia and and many of these countries. Like in the United States, can somebody have the Koran or Torah or Bhagavad Gita? Sure, you know, check it out. So this is really a messed up, closed society, dangerous to the world when you have, for instance, half of the country there, the women are, are wives and they're owned by their husbands. They're, they're, they're owned like cattle of their husbands. And in that one, you can ask yourself, well, how many women does it take to equal the rights of one man? At least two. Isn't that something? It is something. Just sick. I notice that the greater a man is, honestly, the greater a man is, the more he must have his equal mate. If he's going to be married, he must have his equal mate. Or actually, however lowly she is compared to him, is actually reflects a major piece of him that he's trying to hide. So the greater a man, the greater is the equal match to him. Now, let that be heard, because it's the truth. Did you know that the Muslim world, this is told to us by former Muslims, have the highest level of porn of anybody else? Any other country, any other nationalities in the world, they have the highest level of porn. Something's not right. They're obsessed. They're a mess. Once again, no prostitution, but you can have four wives and as many temporary wives as you want. No problem. So there's that. Think about it. Think about the war on terrorism and the kind of beastly consciousness we're up against. And, uh, you know, get on the right side and don't take this thing lightly because just as much as they're doing these things, you take a look in Ontario, for instance, in Texas just this last week, they had uh, uh, fathers killing their daughters because they were dressing too modern. So these are Muslims. These are Muslims in our culture that bring their own culture. They get strong enough, and we're in trouble. So don't take this stuff lightly, and don't go vigilante, but be aware, do what you can, and uh, let's get the right people voted in, let's get the right 
policies going and the right consciousness not just to sleep to this. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. We would like to talk about what the, effect, uh, the value is of reflection. And to begin with, uh, how do you reflect? There's a lot of different ways. You can meditate. You can pray. You can just spend time being, being quiet. You can walk around the lake in serenity. There's lots of different ways. But what's important is you take time to reflect on your life and take a look at what you're doing, where you're going, and is that where you want to be? We're taking this uh, list. It's a wonderful list. We had Joseph Bailey on the show the other day. He did a great job. His book is called Fear Proof Your Life. And he wrote up this uh, whole thing on how to reflect, and it's really, really good. Reflection has the following benefits for us. We live a whole, um, we live a wholehearted life congruent with our values, purpose, and truth. Have you ever had it, dear, where you've uh, like done something you sort of regret? And then you just take time and think about it. You just sort of be with it and think about it. And you realize if that you'd some, done some part of it a little bit different, you could be at peace with yourself. Usually it points to an area in ourselves that we need to go to work on and change so that we don't have the propensity to do that. Yeah. But it's in reflection that you, you go back and you realize, geez, I really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, no question about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the more more heart you have, the more these things are going to nail you, too. And it's n- not going to get off light. There's a lot of modern trends in psychology and modernism. Of, well, you know, uh, love your ego or, or, you know, just quickly move past this. We don't want you to feel too bad about it. And so you stay sick and you stay suck, stuck and you, you you actually start wedging against yourself. I remember a time, um, this doesn't happen to me now as much as it used to happen to me all the time. And I, I had done, um, something that was completely out of line. And, you know, I was righteous. And, you know, I just kept having this gnawing feeling in my gut. And, you That's know. That's a good sign. It is a good sign. And I kept, I was able to breathe it away, you know, just breathe deep and it would go away. And then I would forget to breathe and it would come back. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. <laughs> so I finally stopped and, and, you know, it's like I took that bad feeling and I followed a thread. Like you follow, you follow that bad feeling till, till it takes you back to, to the source of the problem. And I remembered that I had overridden this father in a store I was in. And, you know, he was doing the best for his kids and I had a righteous attitude and I had overrode him with his son and given his son something I had no business doing. So I had to own the fact that I was being righteous, intrusive and inappropriate. When I finally settled down and said, okay, I won't ever, ever, ever do that again. You know, I almost wish I would have been able to find this guy and apologize, you know, but Mm -hmm. it was like it was too late. I wouldn't be able to do that. But what I could do is stop the behavior and promise I would never do it again. And indeed, the moment I made that promise, guess what? The bad feeling melted. Ah. 
And you know what? I never did it again. I Fast just, learner there, I, huh? No, I wouldn't say well, once that. Once we caught on. Once we caught on. <laughs> but you see, these bad feelings in us, we have to follow them. They're our teachers. Mm-hmm. If we will, you know, and they're not fun to go into because it's usually not pretty for us in our camp. But we have to be willing to be honest with ourselves. As much as you don't do this on things where you really cross the line, you start separating yourself from your higher, truer, deeper God self. And that's only going to lead to more and more destruction and abusiveness to yourself and to life around you. So a lot of times we must corral it, like Charmy said, become aware she didn't even know and corral it. And then, if you can, do acts of reparation, like, you know, how can I make this right? Sometimes they allow you to do that and not ask for forgiveness, forgive me for doing this. And then I find that if I'm doing acts of improving myself and helping mankind around me, it helps automatically forgive myself for whatever I've done wrong. And, you know, some people say that's a vicious cycle, but some people don't have a way to forgive themselves unless they can start doing things. And then you do this enough and realize that no matter what, same circumstances come back around. You'll never do that. And then you can begin to let yourself off the hook. Here's the next one on what is the value of reflection? We live our lives from a feeling of confidence, resolve, and certainty instead of from confusion and ambivalence. Let's go back to what we were just talking about, that just dull feeling in the pit of our gut that something isn't right. Usually what it is that something isn't right is something within our behavior, our patterns, that we're not dealing with properly. When we start to deal with those feelings, those off feelings, or, or geez, I know I'm not supposed to behave that way and I'm doing it anyway, whatever it is, when we start to deal with those things and take reflective time and and garner our inner psychic strength and resolve i'm not going to behave that way again i'm going to start to work on myself so i stop doing that then we actually can start living our lives from confidence resolve and certainty because we're dealing with these parts of ourselves that we agreed in our pre-birth contract before we ever came to work on Amen, sister. Amen, bro. Next one. What is the value of reflection? We are aligned with our true purpose in life rather than aimlessly living from mere force of habit. You know, it's so true. When we take time to meditate, to pray, to contemplate, walk around the lake, go into the woods, whatever it is that you do, when you go around and just sort of find your center... And ask the guides, hey, what's up next? What am I supposed to be doing? What is life looking like? You know, which direction am I supposed to be doing? What, what lessons am I supposed to be working on? Just sort of keep aligning with that inner self and our true purpose in life will tend to just sort of start surfacing. You know, every prayer and every strong wish is always heard. So you don't even have to doubt that it is a fact. I, I call it standing room only, guides of God that are here listening to us. And uh, I believe we have discovered what's behind the Holy Spirit. Since I was a kid reading the Bible for so, so many hours and so many days and so many years, what is the Holy Spirit? 
it seems to be you have the Father God, the Son Jesus and Masters will say, and then the Holy Spirit are guides and angels that come help us stay on the path of a higher way of being, a higher enlightenment. Jesus had that when he was here. He's, yeah. He, he, ha- he had Elijah and Moses as his Holy Spirits that, remember, at the, um, uh, not the garden, let's see, the um, where he gave his big speeches, the Beatitudes and all that, uh, the crowds crowded onto him. I think they were pulling on him too much. You know, give me more, give me more. And finally, uh, he went over some hills, something like that. And, and his guides, Moses and Elijah, took him up into the clouds to console him, maybe soothe him and whatnot. So he had his Holy Spirits there. And they say around the Holy Spirits are these guides of light, are tremendous miracles like the uh, Pentecost after Jesus passed away. He came back and, and everyone was in a Pentecostal state. Well, you know, it's a miraculous state that these guides of light can do. We've seen a, f- a few of them, but there's just millions and millions of acts of phenomena that these guides of light do. And I'm not talking other guides or other powers that can do extraordinary things. I'm talking about things that are done for a uplifting, higher, holy purpose, upgrading mankind, etc. We can make... Uh, what, are the, what is the value of living from reflection? We make decisions that are courageous, true, aligned, and are aligned with our heart and inspiring to others. When we are deeply in touch with our center, reflecting on a daily basis who we are, what our actions are, are they appropriate, are we behaving appropriately, are we working on the areas that we know we need to work on, and when you keep doing that, you keep bringing yourself to center, and your confidence starts to raise, and you start being able to have an ability to make decisions that are courageous and true because you are standing on a solid, centered foundation that's based on the inner self, not like a scattered outer, but a centered inner, and you have much more ability to make stronger decisions. So the author of this book is Joe Bailey, and and he is quite an expert on slowing down. And when you slow down, you can actually get in touch with yourself, your your mate, your job, the world around you. You can get in touch with truth. You can get in touch with higher, truer, deeper levels of yourself. When you get this in touch, you tend to be more and more clearly guided in the directions to go that are the utmost best for you. And when anything comes around, you you are a person that seems to be able to stay centered and squarely on your feet, knowing which way to run or go that would make the most sense out of the crisis. Here's the next one. Oh, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Here's the next one. What is the value of reflection? We handle practical decisions for business, finance, health, diet, and relationships with more ease and wisdom. It's so true. If you can meditate every day, get in touch with your center, pray, 
reflect, do, you know, whatever you do that gets you to slow down and be, what ends up happening is you get a clearer mind. You know, people think that they can run, 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 their mind's all over the place and they're getting more, 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 more done. But in fact, you get less done because you're just everywhere. You get more done when you slow down, get centered, get clear, get focused. And you can do it with more of your foundation underneath you. We used to pretty highly promote people being in two states at once. That's not, you know, you go to uh, California, Nevada, and have one foot on each side of the line. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) It's where you're in your dynamic, creative, productive, red-blooded, performing, three-dimensional person, and at the same time, you're in your higher, truer, deeper, transcendent, uh, highly guided, uh, meditative state. So you have your red-blooded alive state and your deep, sublime, meditative state. And both of those, like a right and left leg, the right's aggressive and goes forward. The left leg goes deeper, forward, deeper, forward, deeper. Then you're getting somewhere. Balance. Balance Centered. Of, of all parts. I'll tell you, when you're centered, you're surely hearing and more able to hear your guidance, your intuition, your spirit guides more easily in a frantic state you are unable to do that very well yeah we're not uh, talking flakes and we're not talking type a personalities we're talking talking bringing both realms to a high level of productivity and fulfillment and alignment with a higher purpose we have more to come after the break you're listening to mastering ourselves thank you for being with us and hang on don't go away Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charma Amber. Thanks for staying with us. I tell you, there's so much value of reflection, and people today are going so fast. I'll tell you, sometimes, you know, Keith and I are, are hit with uh, being required to make decisions all the time, just every day in terms of our business here and Mastering Ourselves. We need to make decisions, and I will not, and neither will Keith, make a decision if I don't know from my inner centered self that it's the right thing to do. And we're moving so fast, just along with the rest of the world moving fast, that I don't always have that clear knowing. And when I don't have that clear knowing, I will not make a decision until I've gotten my center and feel that center. You cannot feel your center if you're moving too fast. You must slow down to be able to read it. And it's that place in you that you imagine. If I say, for instance, this is what Keith does a lot. He does what he calls this remote viewing. So he'll go in and he'll say, if we say yes to this, will we regret this in a year? And he'll kind of go forward and see what it feels like. But you can just say, ask the same question and see if your guts feel calm yeah, you can or do it. tight. Yep. Does it feel good or do you feel like, boy, I think I'm going to regret it? Now, listen, folks, if you have attachments to one direction or the other, you're going to sabotage yourself. If you want the clearest spirit-guided answers, you have to release your your attachments. We we used to be so amused with people who use pen, use pendulums. And you know what? You can use pendulums in a clear, clean way. No question about it. 
but a lot of folks don't. A lot of folks, what they do is they have an agenda set. They want this or that answer. They use the pendulum and they get the answer they want. You know, it's no different with checking your inner truth. You have to let go of your attachment if you have expectations to get a clear answer. It's how it works. Right. So you want the quickest, sustainable path, balance. Not rush and push everyone else aside, but we're talking years down the road or the completion of a job or project. The quickest sustainable path comes through balance. And I used to have a policy that I, you know, I kept really close at mind because I was zooming too impatiently. And I began to realize the faster I go, the behinder I get. That was what I told myself, sort of a little joking way, but frankly, I saw the faster I go, the behinder I went. And once a week I had this um, spiritual class I was going to in the early 70s. It was across the city, so it took, you know, maybe uh, 25 minutes if you were really hitting everything just right. And I would be anxious because I always would get a late start, almost every single time a late start. So I would, you know, just be anxious to get there driving as fast as I could and get away with it. And when I did that, I noticed every time I had the worst red lights and most people pulling out from under me. And there could be one poke out of 200 cars and he would find his way in front of me. So I began to breathe and go, it's okay, I'm going to get there just at the right time. And when I did that, all the pokes left, all the lights turned green, and I just would get there right when they just started, you know, right at the right time. So I learned to have more faith and be more centered and not be in rush mode. And then it seemed like everything got friendly, that I wasn't so late, wasn't so harried, but, you know, life greeted me very congenially there. We sure have a lot going on in this world these days, folks. And I know sometimes Keith and I talk about some of the heavier things in life. And I don't imagine people like to hear it so much. But the truth is, is we're heading into some challenging times. And one of the things we're trying to provide you with is not only a clear vision about what's coming down the path, but also a clear vision of how you can weather it with the greatest of ease. Indeed, your personal insurance policy to the times ahead, and that is knowing your center and being on a spiritual path and being at peace with that. Tomorrow we have for the first hour of the show Penelope Smith on uh, animals. She's great. So we're looking forward to it. Now, come on. You can do it. Stretch into the greater you. We love you.